This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. Hey backpackers, this is Bird Shooter. And tonight we celebrate the 10th anniversary of the show by speaking with Glenn and Susan who were in the inaugural N2 Backpacking Podcast, recorded just over 10 years ago in episode 1. As an anniversary gift to you, I do plan to open up the entire podcast series this year and have been remixing the first 12 episodes with plans to release them all over the next few months, including episode 1, which you can currently hear at N2Backpacking.com. But in the show tonight, I catch up with Glenn and Susan to find out what they've been up to since we last spoke in April 2011, which includes raising three kids, visiting many of the national parks, and using a variety of tricks to keep their children engaged with the wilderness. We also discuss our first backpacking trip together, their plans for the coming summer, and Susan's spreadsheet that tracks all their future adventures. Here's episode 87. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bird Shooter, and I'd like to welcome Glenn and Susan to the show this evening. On the trail, they're known as Helmet and Doe Girl, and they participated in the inaugural N2 Backpacking Podcast, recorded on April 26, 2011. In that show, they told us all about their experiences through hiking the John Muir Trail, and they are back to mark the 10th anniversary of the podcast. Glenn and Susan, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks. Good to be here. I can't believe 10 years just flew by, because I don't know how it felt for the two of you. Well, yeah. Well, for the last 10 years, we've mostly just been uh, raising our kids. We have um, an 11-year-old daughter now and twin 9-year-old boys. Wow. that That's a statement right there. Did you guys go back and listen to the uh, first podcast, by the way? I mean, you probably hadn't heard it for 10 years. I'm just curious if you have any comments when you went back and listened to it. And actually, we have, and that's a good thought. We probably should have. Oh. It probably be uh, probably be an eye opener. So. Wow, you were the inaugural. Okay, I hear myself on you know recorded. So yeah, that's not uncommon though. A lot of people hate hearing themselves recorded. So I, I got you there. So you want to give the listeners? I mean, obviously you've got twins. You've got an older daughter now. What else have you been doing in the last ten years? Just quick update. Uh, really, I I don't know if that, that's probably been it, Steve. I mean, let's say our daughter's eleven, and we've got twin boys, and you throw the twins in there. One boy is probably manageable. Two boys, it's it's a handful. Uh, they're they're nine years old, but uh, you know, I don't know what else we've been doing. It's what everyone else does, you know. <laughs> We've yeah. been working and. Uh, Susan gets out, plays her tennis still, so uh, good for her, you know, and uh, uh, that's that's about it. And, uh, you know, we haven't been up to see you, and that's a shame. We need to do that at some point, so. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't sound like a big city until you're 50 minutes away from somebody from one side to the other, so mm-hmm. uh, it is a big city. But, hey, so when we talked last time, it was all about the John Muir. Um have you guys, I mean, you've been raising kids, so probably no other long-distance thru-hikes uh, since then, I'm guessing, since 2011? Well, well I, I don't know. I, I mean, we did a couple other, around that time, uh, long-distance hikes. Well, I don't know, everyone's de- definition of long-distance is probably different. But for us, I mean, we did the Wonderland Trail around Mount Rainier. That's legit. Uh, yep and before before the kids yeah before the kids before the kids and then right before our daughter was born we did uh isle royal oh yeah awesome yeah so that was probably our last uh big big backpacking trip we did and then uh and then things took a turn from there (laughs) yeah a big turn hey so isle royal um is that 40 miles is that correct what what is the distance yeah yeah, something like that. Okay. 40 miles, and uh, how long is that boat ride to get there? It's a right. choppy couple hours. <laughs> oh, on the man. Boat. Yeah, I had a, uh, a friend of mine when we were at Isle Royal. Um, he got very seasick, so seasick coming back from Isle Royal that we had to get a hotel room that night. He was it just took him out completely. So I can relate. I know what you're saying. Yeah. 
Um, I wanted to ask you, too, I mean, Glenn, you and I talked in episode 16 about the uh, Long Trail. We were at your one-room schoolhouse in Vermont. Awesome, by the way. Hey, can you give us an update on the schoolhouse? That place is, that place is amazing. Uh, well, it's, it, it's still standing, and we uh, get up there every year. Uh, it's like, I mean, it's built in 1858, and, yeah, it used to be a one-room school, and uh, it's a really interesting place. Backs up on a nice brook, Steve, I remember us sitting doing that podcast on the back deck uh overlooking the brook there but um we do get we get up there every year um i was just up there and uh for a week and we're going up for a family as a family for a few weeks and uh um yeah i just you know it's good to get away from that atlanta heat and some nice vermont weather so uh we always look forward uh wish it was a little closer but uh probably be a different vibe if it was so. yeah are the packies still across the street my kids which were you know they were very young at the time but they love the packies are they still over yeah there? yeah the neighbors had had a bunch of alpacas and unfortunately the um uh the neighbors i say neighbors in the yes they do live near us but it's it's country you know but uh so the one uh uh winston who used to take care of the alpacas it was he was retired uh he passed away, unfortunately, and then um, so the son and uh, or daughter and son-in-law just you know couldn't really. They were busy working and other things, so they ended up selling the alpacas. So uh, oh, bummer. They are not there, but yeah, we used to be able to sit on the front porch and actually just see them, and they they were quite entertaining for sure. Yeah, my kids still talk about Sparky. He was one of the. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember him, but he, he was uh, one of the big ones. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So. Um, I mean, it's been ten years. I mean, what uh, you guys have obviously—I know—I know Susan especially. She loves the outdoors. So, what, what's the most interesting hiking or backpacking trip that you've done since we've last spoke? Um, well, one of my favorite hikes we've done. So, we've been trying to kind of knock out a bunch of the national parks with the kids, um, and we we don't do any, or we haven't yet really done much backpacking with them. But we do, you know, day hikes, and we camp in the campgrounds within the national parks. Um, we try to do a big trip every year, but one that we did in the fall of 2019 was we went to Utah, you know, and did a couple of big Utah parks. And so we day hiked the Narrows, um, which was, was great. It was a little chilly, um, but that was, you know, kind of a really unique hike. And I'd love to go back someday and backpack it, you know, from the top down to the bottom. But that was, that was a good hike. Yeah, the Narrows are pretty legit. I mean, your your children are. Uh, I mean, you know, they're they're younger. They're they're certainly under the age of eighteen. How did they do in the Narrows? Um, the boys didn't do great, but I think mostly. Well, it was pretty chilly, so it was like when mid to late. Go? It was mid to late September when we went. Okay. And, um, it was it was much chillier at the trailhead to the Narrows than it was in the campground. Um, so that that was on me because I didn't really bundle them up quite enough, but. Um, and then once we started hiking in the river, they were kind of excited at first, but then it was very cold. And the two boys, like, you know, the water was getting up around their waist um, and they didn't care for that at all. So <laughs> turned around, uh, Glenn turned around with them and they went back and hung out at the campground and did some, I don't even know what y'all did. But then Anna and I hiked um, pretty far up. Like, um, I mean, I know we got to Wall Street and, uh, she was a trooper, man. She she just kept going, and our legs were numb, but we just we kept kept going, and yeah, I mean, it was it was really an outstanding hike, and I would love to do it again. Yeah, um, I mean, it's legendary, it. right? I mean, what what's the total distance on the Narrows? Like 11, 11 miles, or do I have that right? I that sounds right. Yeah, if you do the whole thing, like you know, one way um, backpacking, and then I think Anna and I probably hiked. We probably went about four miles up up there yeah, i was you were gone a good part of the day i was surprised and uh, steve we were on um the if not the first bus there it must have been the second like it was dark and uh you know when we arrived at the narrows we were probably the first people out and it was cold and you know with with the canyon and the narrows i mean the sun doesn't hit you it, it you're you're hiking in the shade so it was definitely chilly and uh, i i made it only a little bit with the boys and they were just not having it they uh they got soaked and uh but thankfully susan you know was and, and our daughter were able to uh do a good bit uh, of it so yeah, yeah so it sounds like a good night for a campfire at the campground <laughs> you know after you hike the narrows 
Now, what was that? So, would you say that was the most interesting hike you guys have done since we last spoke? Because um, uh, you guys have done some cool stuff. I got to give you that. Yeah, we've done a, a lot. You know, I'm just thinking. I mean, there are that probably is up there. I mean, I did a hike, or we, I mean, we did a hike. I say one of my favorites, and it's it's more just kind of a day hike. Uh, it Columbia River. It's uh, Oneanda Gorge, I think. Um, you talking Oregon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was uh, it basically, I mean, there's a like this little canyon and, and this huge log jam in there. And so we you hiked in. We again, we were there early, and uh, you know, the kids. A lot of we read about it. Susan read about it. Is it okay to take kids? Will they do all right? And some people were saying, no, don't do it. Other people said it's fine. And I think the kids had a blast trying to scramble. They were smaller, you know, but trying to scramble over this huge log jam, figuring out how to get get over it and then eventually you're hiking in and in the, uh, river. in the river up to this waterfall and I remember I took each kid on on my uh, shoulders to kind of bring them up and get them closer uh, so uh, you know kind of a day hike but uh, very memorable I, I I think that shut down right Susan you read it, that well yeah I think with all those fires they had out there um, then I think there was it kind of destabilized a lot um, with the terrible forest fires that were around the Columbia River Gorge a couple of summers ago. Yeah, it seems like it's a reoccurring theme out west now. Whatever the case, memorable to your children, I'm sure they'll probably remember that when they're, you know, years from now. So that's awesome. I mean, is there a, is there a trip you guys have been on which was uh, uh, like challenging? Can I put it that way? <laughs> or or uh, maybe not as exciting for the, kid, the kids? Because uh, you guys have obviously done a lot of traveling. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the kids aren't super excited about, like, views most of the time. Really? You know, I okay. like a good view. Hmm. The kids don't care so much about views. They're much more sort of like what's right in front of them and what, what can they touch. Yeah. So, you know, they like, you know, if we pass, like, a little pond with tadpoles in it, then they're entertained for an hour, you know. Um, but if we try to sit on a rock overlooking a valley, they're sort of like, you know, they want snacks and then they want to get going again. You know, like, <laughs> That's funny. You know, it's a, a different focus. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing your adventures have changed just slightly since we spoke 10 years ago or even more so probably 15 or 16 when I was spending a lot of time hiking with you. Actually, 20 years ago is when we were probably doing our peak peak activity together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we really, I mean, uh, once once the kids were born, well, I mean, we took our daughter, Anna, out to Bryce Canyon, I think, and I remember her being one year old, and, uh, you know, we, we were able to take her, we, we hiked up Angel's Landing, I, I remember, uh, in Zion, uh, in Zion uh, when we did that, and I remember one of us staying behind, taking the first bus out there, that was key, we were had the place to ourselves, and then one of us, you know, kind of waited at the base of the, the big hike up, uh, up there and then, um, came down and the other one did it. But uh, after that, once we had the twin boys, uh, we really kind of had to step back to zero, took, took a little time off, I guess, from <laughs> trying to go anywhere. Yeah, and, I, can, I can understand. Yeah. And, and then kind of work back up to just, you know, like car camping or sleeping in the tent and, you know, working up from there and we're still working up to it so yeah, it's, it's phases you're, you're right you got to make adjustments uh you know depending on your situation uh but i mean back to angel's landing though that's legit i mean did that not that didn't spook uh, anybody in the family at all because you, you cannot be afraid of heights on that on that hike right well i'm actually kind of afraid of heights but i was i was okay doing it i, w I could not have done it if i'd had anna in my in the little backpack thing um, so, you know, we didn't take her all the way up to the top. Um, but I was actually like doing it. I felt fine. Although as I was coming back down, there was literally like a tour bus worth of people coming up. And then that made me a little bit nervous, you know, cause you have to kind of get past people and there's not a lot of room to maneuver. Um, but I, that's definitely one that you need to be on the first bus, um, the first shuttle bus of the day. So, cause I can't imagine going up and then coming back down when it's crowded on that, that would freak me out. Yeah, that would freak me out in general. How old was uh, was Anna at the time, Susan? She was one. She was one. One so years was... old. Oh, my God. Wow. So, you know, we could just strap her on us. And, and I mean, we did lots of hikes on that trip because we did all of, you know, all the major Utah parks and then circled around and 
went to uh, Lake Powell and then to the Grand Canyon. And, and um, again, we didn't backpack with her because that was just a bit much. Um, but I, I mean, as far as hiking with her, you know, she was, she was a champ because you just stuck her in the pack and carried her. And, um, but once, once we had the boys, then we didn't have enough <laughs> ability yeah. to carry three, three children. And so we had like a toddler and then the, the two babies. And yeah, that we, we attempted a few hikes and they didn't last very long. And, you know, somebody would be cold or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, it was, with it was a how things changed. I mean, we were in Bryce Canyon on that trip and it was, I don't know, it was freezing. It was cold. We had our daughter, one year old, bundled up in three layers of cold clothes. And it was, we basically said, we've got to get a hotel. She's not going to do well here. So uh, we would have toughed it out, but no, uh, we got a hotel, some nice uh, functioning heat. And so it was okay. Yeah. However you can do it. You got, I give you guys a lot of credit because you kept doing it. So I mean, kudos to you for that. Um, you know, to get back to, I guess this was probably a good solid 20 years ago when we were hiking a lot together. Do you remember when we took our first backpacking trip? I looked it up and I could tell you if you don't remember uh i don't remember i'll i'll try i know it wasn't but i'm gonna say uh, mount mitchell and i i'm gonna say there was an incident with some dishes uh, <laughs> you still talk about that you, you're right by the way that was the first trip that that we did together i mean with both of the two of you so you okay. guys were both on that trip but uh, um the horse pasture river glenn you and you went um without susan on that one and that was uh that was february 2001, uh, which was Rainbow Falls, if you remember it. But if you want to get technical, the first trip that I did with both of you together uh, was at Mount Mitchell, and that was almost exactly 20 years ago this month. That was a good trip. I remember that clearly, though. So Yeah, that was a great trip. I haven't been there. You know, it's pretty far from Atlanta, right? So it's, it's a commitment to get up there. Um, I also remember, and I don't know if you guys use walkie-talkies. I think they're kind of a thing of the past now but man they saved us that trip because we were trying to get two different groups together do you guys remember when we were trying to get everybody together at the end of that and half the group went one way half the group went the other there you go yeah i think yeah. i recall that that's right yeah yeah but it's that's a beautiful area but that was uh those are the two hikes that um were the beginning which i can't <laughs> believe that was 20 years ago man time flies um Hey, so on on the same topic, you and your dogs were featured in Best Hikes with Dogs, Georgia, South Carolina, which uh, which we published in 2006. Um, and I don't even know the answer to this. I'm so curious. Do you guys have a dog now? Uh, we, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we have we have another miniature Schnauzer. Okay, uh, awesome. And uh, she, I mean, she's done some hikes with us. She is not quite as um, friendly to other dogs as. Bismarck was, um, you know, Glenn's dog Bismarck, also a miniature schnauzer. Um, yeah, she was a great hiking and camping dog. She just was very chill, would just do, you know, go along with whatever, but Willoughby is a little feistier. And so, um, yeah, she hasn't had quite, quite as many experiences. And we get out a little bit less, you know, on those types of trips. So, so that's, that's the change too. And of course, uh, back in the day, Susan had her Husky Indy, uh, it was a trip to, to hike with. It was a lot of fun. But uh, just just down to one dog. And when we can and it, we can drive there, we, we do we do take her along. But, uh, um, you know, longer trips, obviously, we'll um, just have her stay, stay with somebody. Yeah, in those early years, you guys had dogs on every trip. I don't think I can think of a trip that we went on together and you didn't have them. And, mm-hmm. and again, they were both featured in the Best Hikes with Dogs uh, Georgia-South Carolina series. But... Um, are you got? I mean, you kind of alluded to, the, to this before. Are you uh, doing a lot more car camping these these days? Yeah, yeah, that's primarily what we do. Um, although, you know, the with our national park trips that we do, you know, most of the good stuff is not within driving distance or reasonable driving distance of Atlanta. So we fly, um, and so I kind of have developed this whole system of um, packing our stuff and you know taking it on planes and. Um, and then, you know, getting a rental minivan at the destination and, um, you know, driving around and camping in the national park campgrounds with that. But I think that like backpacking sort of prepared us for that because, you know, we have sort of the smaller, more packable gear 
um, that we've been able to, you know, that we just use when we're car camping now. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're able to pack enough camping stuff for five people and, you know, check it on, on the plane and take it with us so that we can go pretty much anywhere, you know, in the country that we want to go see. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, it, it was kind of ironic that I reached out to you a few years back, and I can't even remember why, but I, I guess I discovered you guys were about to head to South Dakota, and we were both going there within two weeks of each other. I was headed to the Badlands and the Black Hills, and I think you were headed to the same areas. Um, I mean, you, you have any comments about that area? Because it, it, I've said this on previous podcasts, but it blew me away. Oh, yeah. that I like When I started researching that for a trip, I had always kind of thought of like the Badlands as sort of a little side trip if you went to Yellowstone or something. Um, and then once I started looking at South Dakota and North Dakota, um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe how many places there were to see and different things and, you know, the, the different landscapes. Um, and like our kids really, they're really into doing the junior ranger badges at the national parks. Okay. You know, they fill out the little book and they get a little pin. And, um, and so, I mean, I don't know how many junior ranger badges they got on that trip when we went through South Dakota and then we went up to, uh, Teddy Roosevelt national park in North Dakota. Yeah. But had to be like eight to 10 junior ranger badges they earned at all these different places. But yeah, I mean, just, just the variety of, um, places to go and things to see and caves and the badlands and, you know, all of it and the black Hills. Um, really just, yeah, that, I was really stunned at how much there was to see there. Yeah, me too. And I'm curious to ask you, Susan, the, the North Dakota Badlands versus the South Dakota, very different. Can you, um, compare the two and tell me what you like better? Yeah, that's a question. Um, yeah, I mean like the, the South Dakota Badlands, um, it's so kind of, it's not desolate. That's not the word I'm looking for, but. You know, it's, it's just has this kind of harshness to it. Um, but uh, the kids loved it. I mean, they loved scrambling all over the place in the Badlands. I mean, we could just stop the car and they could just climb up over stuff and they were super entertained. Um, whereas like in, in North Dakota, um, like it seemed to have more life. Um, I mean, cause there were the, there were all these bison all over the place. And then the, the, there were some wild horses in there and yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that, but yeah, you're you're right. They were very different. Um, we we saw the same, right? My, my my take on the North Dakota Badlands was they were just greener. There there was definitely a lot more green. There was a lot more animals. Maybe it's not as hot. I don't know, but they're they're both very cool. They're just very different. And you wouldn't think that people talk Badlands. They don't say North Dakota versus South Dakota, but they're two totally different Badlands. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think you're cheating yourself if you go to one and not the other because they're not comparable. They're very, they're similar, but yet very different. Right. Yeah. And both absolutely worth seeing. I totally agree with that statement. And then the, the ultimate is the wall drug. So you see, I don't know if you guys have seen stickers over the years for wall drug, but, um, did you guys stop at wall drug, by the way, do you want to talk about wall drug and the whole experience? Well, you have to stop at Wall Drug. Yeah, agreed. Did you buy the sticker? That's a better question. Uh, I no, we didn't. <laughs> but uh, it was a rather uh, overwhelming experience. I think after uh, you know, uh, being uh, hiking and camping and all of that, I found it a bit a bit crowded and tough to keep up with the kids and all that. I'm interested in your thoughts though. But uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an oasis of a different sort. <laughs> your, your kids had to have loved Wall Drug. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, plenty of plenty of ice cream to be had there for sure. Yeah, that and everything else. You did not get the sticker. I can't believe you didn't get the sticker. Well, next time, I guess. <laughs> mm. you, you talk about the best marketing job I've ever seen for a uh, a drugstore on the planet. That has to be mm-hmm. it. So, um, so I understand you guys have another trip planned out west this year. Uh, you guys want to tell us about it? Well, Glenn's going to do a bike trip at the beginning um, off with his friends and leave us here. You're invited. Oh, You're invited. paying for that one. You're invited. Um, but yeah, so there, I don't even know where you're going. You're going like in Yellowstone and yeah. around that. Anyway, 
and then when he gets to the end of the bike trip, it's um, when our kids have fall break. So we're going to meet him out there in West Yellowstone and then, um, you know, spend a week seeing Yellowstone and uh, Grand Teton. And hopefully, if the weather is okay um, and if we can get a permit, um, I'd like to attempt um, some backpacking with the kids in the Tetons. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, you can do some very short, and, I, and I'll be happy to, uh, you know, off mic, give you a couple suggestions. But there's a couple very short trips you could do. Uh, hike a few miles into some lakes. Great fishing. Really pretty at the base of the Tetons. I, I love the Tetons. I think they're awesome. So um, happy to share that with you if, if, uh, if you're interested. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned fishing. Uh, the kids love fishing, so uh, they'd be all over that. Yeah, big trout. And we actually had a moose essentially almost walk right into us in our campsite. So very interesting. Um, but Glenn, I'm curious to go back to you because you and I spent some time in Yellowstone. Do you want to recount that trip at all? Oh, well, that was a great trip. I, I still think about that. We went with the the Sheik came along with us. Yeah, uh, the Sheik. I, I remember, and uh, we went to Heart Lake. I guess we did a nice, nice big loop, and that was probably one of the first like out west backpacking trips I, I had ever done. I just remember the scenery, just just being outstanding, and you know, just camping with just great views. And I mean, it, that was fantastic. So. Yeah, we had moose roll into our campsite at night, which we have great pictures of. And uh, I had a huge trout on that was so big, I didn't have a net. I just had to reel it as fast as I could to the shore and try to just rip it out of the water. I eventually threw it back. But um, And then you remember the, the little hot tub that we tried to hit that was like a natural thermal hot tub that, you know, people were... Uh, visiting right near our campsite. Do you remember that, Glenn? I'm trying to think if I do. Uh, you have to refresh my memory on that, but no. Well, not... we turned around because some of the people that had just gotten in it had gotten parasites on them. <laughs> Does it, you remember that? Like, we were walking up there to get in it, and they're like, oh, man, we had these little red parasites all over us. You don't remember that? No, I, I, I really don't. What, But I do remember is you taught, uh, gave some good tips on how to um, – hitchhike oh yeah we did do some hitchhiking there that's said right you, have to, you said okay you need a good spot you need to pick a spot where they have a spot to be able to pull off and uh you know pick you up and uh you have to stop look at look them in the eye you know as they drive by and all that so uh tips that we uh took moving forward from you for yeah. sure well so you guys are still doing a little hitching huh well no <laughs> back in the day we did uh we definitely did i remember a hike in vermont where uh we did actually some of the long trail uh, in Vermont, and uh, we had to hitch a ride. And uh, it uh, was a little dicey at one point because it was getting dark. And it turned out that actually the one lady who picked us up said, yeah, there was some, some bad stuff happened here with a hitchhiker not too long ago. So, oh, really? Okay. So uh, we were fortunate to get picked up. Yeah, you know, the national parks are tougher, too, because you have a lot of tourists, and the tourists normally are not the ones that will pick up a hitchhiker. It's usually the locals that are used to backpackers and that sort okay. of thing. So, But anyway, um, so so you guys are doing more with your kids now, which I think is awesome. I mean, I think we all have. Our, our lives have changed. Um, do you, uh, you have any recommendations for taking a kid out the first time? Because you've definitely – You've been dealing with it, not just backpacking, but also, uh, also camping. Uh, any, any suggestions? Um, well, yeah, well, one thing that we sort of learned through experience, um, when we were, you know, car camping in sort of national park campgrounds with, when the kids were small, um, you know, they, they were early risers. Um, and very loud in the morning. And so what we figured out made our lives so much better was as soon as they woke up, we just threw them in the car, handed them granola bars or something to eat for breakfast. And we would just drive to a nearby trailhead. And then we would just go on a hike at like six 30 in the morning. Oh, wow. And that actually turned out really well because first of all, then we weren't spending an hour like shushing them and annoying all of our neighbors in the campground. But also, I mean, we could, we went on some incredible hikes and we were literally the only people on this trail. Like, you know, and we would go to like a grove of redwoods in Redwood National Park that um, I'm pretty sure that trail is probably mobbed, you know, all day. But 
we had the whole place to ourselves. The kids were just climbing all over the redwoods and having a grand time. And, um, and we've gone on a number of hikes like that. And uh, it turns out that that's just, it's a lot more relaxing. And I mean, like they hiked in their pajamas. I, we didn't even bother <laughs> to do that. Awesome. Like, get them out of here, you know. But then we, you know, then we could go and hike. And by the time we were done hiking, we'd go back to the campground and then everybody else was awake. And then it didn't matter that they were being noisy and then they could get dressed. And, um, but that was one of the things that we kind of figured out um, early on when we were taking them camping. Yeah, that's a, that's a great trail tip. I like that one. What, what about on the other side of that? Mistakes that uh, parents might make, you know, taking their kids out for the first time? I'm not, I'm not sure about we could say what mistakes. I mean, I, I just think of things that might work for us, tips, you know. Bring plenty of snacks. You know, make it yeah. fun for them, you know. Like, like uh, well, Doe Girl, um, Susan, as far as her trail name, you know, she makes these camping eclairs where you take a – and actually, Susan, you were surprised you did this in Girl Scouts. And, uh, Steve, I don't know if you knew what these were the first time we went camping with you, but you take a dowel and you take a, a biscuit uh, dough and you kind of – brown it over the campfire and you fill it with uh then you fill it with some pudding and put some uh chocolate uh fudge uh topping on it uh and uh you got a little camping eclair there you know but you know just a little uh, have plenty of food for hiking on the trail because the kids get hungry and uh you know if there's a little something at the end for them too uh that uh, helps uh cure a lot of ills along the way for sure yeah you got to give them a reward i i agree and i have had the the dough boys slash dough girl and they are fantastic so i'll give you big ups on that uh, that invention whoever came up with it and certainly you passed it on to me um did the two of you guys meet on a backpacking trip or hiking trip no, we we didn't, although, I mean, we got into backpacking sort of together and, and camping. It was sort of something maybe we both had interest in and sort of, you know, neither of us had any gear, you know, or anything back in the day and uh, kind of learned and went on the adventures uh, together. So uh, that's how that all worked out. Do you guys want to share the love story? I don't even know if I know. I don't know how you met, to be honest. <laughs> Oh. A, a mutual friend introduced us. Yeah, basically, yeah, a girl party. I work with. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Party. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. When when was the last time that you guys took a trip together, just the two of you, no children, sans kids? Yeah. Well, that would have been before we had kids. So that might have <laughs> wow. been that might have been that Isle Royal hike. Uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah, that's probably one. it. Uh, you know, when you when you have uh, oh, one maybe, but when you have three, there's not too many people signing up to uh to look after him for a, a weekend so he could go hiking so <laughs> so the grandparents haven't really stepped in and like uh, taking the kids just for a weekend so you could go hiking huh uh definitely uh, not unfortunately not <laughs> okay oh that's fair i mean our, i don't think your folks are in atlanta though is that correct uh you know it's, it's just her mom uh, she, she's up in richmond now so uh but uh, yeah, it, it, really, yeah, no, no relatives nearby to make that easy yeah, for sure. That makes it tough for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, what about like trips you guys have done together? You want to talk about like one of your favorites, and, and tell us when it was too, because I it's obviously, well, you know, you you could have a great trip with your kids. So that's a great question. Your favorite trip, just the two of you, and your favorite trip with the family. Well, I mean, the John Muir. That was, that was like trip of a lifetime kind of thing yeah, um, that's awesome. I, I would do it again you know if if i had the, the time um and somebody said okay susan just here take two or three weeks go out and hike um i would totally do it again i, I would do it again um, i would even hike bear ridge again yes but, uh, <laughs> yeah um other and alaska was also a really good trip mm-hmm. wait um, now where, where was alaska where'd you guys go um, we went, well, we went, we did the Chilkoot Trail. Oh, love the Chilkoot. Yeah. Awesome. We, yeah. That was really fun. And then, and actually, oh, that's when we, we got engaged oh, on yeah. the Chilkoot Trail. Oh, there it is. That's gotta be the one. <laughs> it's something about the love story. So there's. Wow. That. Yeah. Um, and then we went, then we flew from Juneau up to Anchorage and went to Denali and, um, and down to the Kenai Peninsula and, um. Yeah, that was that was a really good trip. You yeah. probably hit Seward and Homer in that area. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, that that is the Alaskan package right there. Yeah. It's uh, and, and Susan has a bit of a a hiking list. Uh, you know, she's 
planning ahead, you know, and Alaska is on there, you know, of trips we want, want and need to do with the kids, you know, because you only have before they leave the house. I mean, there are only so many years. So uh, yeah. but getting back to Alaska is, is definitely uh, definitely one of them for sure. Yeah, it's a great place. I mean, you know, honestly, and, and I, it's funny that we're talking about this because I have not been to Alaska and I went three years and probably uh, maybe five, six year span. But I haven't been since I got married, so um, I'd love to get back there for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's we're lucky as Americans to have Alaska as one of our states for sure. Yeah. Um. So you know, over ten years, I'm kind of curious because when we've hiked, uh, the gears changed a lot. Um. Is, is there any gear that you couldn't live without, maybe ten years ago, that you feel differently today, and any gear that you treasure today that didn't exist 10 years ago um well i well well one thing back when we um backpacked a lot we just had our three-quarter length um thermo no just not enough is it no no we have now um we have advanced to having well i think at some point even when we were still backpacking we were like you know what we need the full length so we got the full length thermo and then, like, in the last couple years, for Christmas, we've each given each other, like, the big fat ones, um, you know, for car camping. Um, but actually, the three-quarter length ones, those are perfect for our boys. So oh, they, yeah, there you go. Hand-me-downs. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't feel so bad with a giant, you know, with a pile of, like, seven or eight different thermorests that we have since the kids use them. And, um, yeah. Yeah, but so but you you mentioned uh, you know what's different now than back I guess Steve when you we were doing a lot of hiking with you though I remember sitting around campfires and have many a thermorest popping because of uh, you know the campfire and you had the thermorest kind of put into a chair you know the mm-hmm. little and all of that so you have those ultralight chairs now which are are very nice to to bring with you um, yeah at least car camping you know. Uh, at very least so that's certainly something new uh, that that we appreciate and uh i think uh what other things can't we live without um maybe a pillow <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know did you guys ever carry pillows 10 20 years ago it never even occurred to me to carry a pillow no, i don't think i ever brought one i mean I, like on when we did the john muir trail i my plan was that i would use my down jacket as my pillow but then I was so cold because my sleeping bag was not warm enough for me um, that I slept in my down jacket every night. So I, yeah, I mean, I would sleep on like my dirty pants or something. And yeah, that is just, that does not cut it anymore. No, I used to just, you know, stuff my clothes into a, a you know, a stuff sack and, sl- and sleep on that with maybe a fleece around it. But you, these new pillows are super lightweight. They're pretty compact. I mean, you guys, I guess, have one of those now, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we do. Like that, yeah. yeah, but Steve, I, I'm actually curious to hear your answer to that question about uh, gear and uh, improvements and what you appreciate or have to have now. Uh, you know, there's two things that come to mind quickly, and I mean, we could probably talk about this for 30 minutes, but the the two that just jump in my mind is the, uh, you know, the pocket rocket, right? The little uh, the little stove that you just screw onto a gas canister i mean it's so easy it's so lightweight um that that to me is a game changer uh, another is a uh is the chair you guys had kind of mentioned it you know yeah. the, i got the um what is it the helinox zero it doesn't weigh much at all they're so much more comfortable and easier to use than the kind of old thermorest system where you would jam the thermorest in the uh Mm-hmm. the sleeve right uh, and then you know expose it to potential fire damage that um man that's huge too um but everything has gotten lighter i think that's been a big change mm-hmm. um all, all great great additions to the world we live in today no doubt um let's flash forward so what's on your wish list next five years for kid trips you trips um wait your oldest is how old now She's eleven. She's eleven. So you got some years. So you're not uh, you're not venturing out for yourself for a little bit. But what's on your short list? Um, well, I have a whole spreadsheet <laughs> where I kind of have have plotted out how to get to most of the national parks um, over the next few years. Um, and so 
I mean, one trip that we might try to do next year is sort of the Florida national parks, um, you know, going down to Everglades and Biscayne. And then what I really want to do is dry Tortugas. Um, have you been to that one? I have not, but you're talking kayak in here, right? Um, no, we would just take the, the uh, little ferry boat and drop us off. Oh, and island. do some camping. I got you. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were doing like the uh, the kayaking backcountry campsites or or what, what was what was the thought there? I would like to try that, um, but we we have not managed to do that yet. Like you know, canoe camping or anything like that. I'd like to try that sometime with the kids. I think they would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, although that's that's e- takes even more planning than than I think I can handle at this point. Well, you're also throwing the element of the ocean currents in there, right? Like if you do a Cumberland Island, Georgia, or any of those kind of trips. But, um, hey, refresh my memory on the dry tortugas. So wasn't there a lot of historical significance to the those islands? Yeah, there's like a – it's like a fort, um, and I can't remember the, the time period. I think it was like Civil War era-ish time. And, um, yeah, it's a fort, and you – you just there's a ferry that takes you from Key West out there, and then um, there's like not not really much there except the fort, and then there's a little bit of island, and then you can camp on the island, and there's you know nobody there but like the rangers at night and the other campers, um, and you're just like yeah just stuck out there in the Gulf of Mexico, and um, and you can snorkel around there, and I mean it just it looks really really cool, and then you know of course you're in again in the middle of the gulf of mexico there's nothing there and so um you know the sky is obviously super you know dark sky place and um you know you can see the stars and it just seems like a a cool thing to do that um is a little bit different you know yeah i'm trying to think of the place that you guys told me about that i knew very well and now i'm drawing a blank it's a national park right on the border of mexico and texas that has an insanely beautiful sky what is the national park you guys went there you were the ones that were selling it to me yeah big bend big bend that's right yeah you you want to talk about that experience because i think you were the ones talking about the the, how beautiful the sky was there right oh yeah yeah that was a that was a great park and we did a um yeah so the this was again pre-kids um but yeah we did a nice little backpacking loop um and that like Big Bend is one of those parks. It's like a combination of the Grand Canyon and Death Valley and then, I don't know, some sort of mountainous park because, like, there are mountains, there's desert, uh, there's the Rio Grande, which is not particularly big through there, but um, it's there's a lot of different landscapes all combined into that one park. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's one that we need to, to take the kids to. Um, I have that. That's also on my spreadsheet. <laughs> it, it's, it sounds like Susan's got an extensive spreadsheet. She does. And, and actually, what we do on all these national parks, anytime we could get a photo in front of a national park sign, you know, it's, we add that to our collection. So if, either, if it's just us traveling or now with the kids, we've got dozens and dozens of photos. But on that trip... I was not, it might have been one of, for whatever reason, I wasn't entirely sold on this idea of stopping and, you know, being a tourist in front of the sign. And so we did not stop in front of the Big Bend National Park sign. And I think uh, I, I, I'll own up to it. That was my bad. Uh, and now we have to go back. We have to go back and get that photo. So, Do you have an issue with Clark Griswold is my question. <laughs> I love that movie. You know, that's good stuff. Hey, do you guys have a favorite national park, though? Because you've obviously hit a bunch of them. I'm sure the listeners would love to hear, uh, you know, maybe give, give us your top three. And, and you know what? I think we should have both of you comment on that because you may not agree. Um, well, I mean, Glacier. It's hard to beat Glacier. Because um, that, uh, just the, the views there, um, scenery, all of it. It's it, And then, of course, you know, the, the bears. That adds an element of excitement to have grizzly bears there. Um, so yeah, Glacier is a is a big one. Um, now, Glenn, you can name one. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. How can you not name one? Well, I, I could just I could pick one. Sand dunes. <laughs> you oh, are you know? talking about white sands? 
no, the Great Sand Dunes in uh, Colorado. Oh, that, okay. That, that was a good one. Oh, that was it was interesting. You know, you could uh, you're on the dunes there, and the kids uh, riding the riding the surfing the sand there. It was pretty cool. So. I can't believe you guys aren't busting out Yellowstone though. I'll I'll give you my uh, my personal top three. I would say. Oh man, glacier! I agree. Glacier's amazing. I mean, you got to get it while you can. Those glaciers are melting. Uh, Denali blew me away. And uh, third, I don't know. Yellowstone's really cool. All those thermal features. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to give me more than just one each. Come on. What else you got? Um, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, there's Yosemite. You know, that's another obvious choice. Um, and I mean, I, I would agree Denali also, I mean, cause that was, you know, and we didn't, we were there with a couple of friends. We didn't backpack at all. We just camped in the campground there, but yeah, I mean, taking that, that bus, you know, up the park road. Um, I mean, it's basically like going on a safari, you know, you just sit there and I mean, we saw so many grizzlies and we saw wolves and caribou and I mean, it just really amazing. Um, the, the animals out there and and just kind of the tundra and all of that that was so yeah i mean i think i'd have to include denali in my list um but glenn, yeah glenn i'm waiting for you <laughs> you got to give me more than some sand dudes well i i mean i said we did that wonderland trail you know Mount Rainier. oh that's pretty awesome that yeah. is awesome i'll give yeah. you that yeah all day long mm-hmm. i mean i royal that you guys mentioned earlier is it's really cool and it's not that you know well known for some port mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know like i i honestly don't know that i've ever been disappointed by uh any national park site um you know anytime anywhere we're going on a trip you know i always like consult the uh, national park service website to see if any you know not just national parks but any you know national monuments or national historic sites or any of the you know anything that they manage um if there's you know, if it's within an hour of anywhere we're going to be, I'm like, okay, we got a detour. We got to go check this out. Um, and really, I mean, it. There, I, I don't know that I've ever been disappointed stopping at one of those. I've never thought this was a waste of time. So, Yeah, we've been blessed for sure to have the parks we do. Um, so it's been 10 years. I'm just kind of curious. Any, any takeaways? Like how... Um, you know, how your life has changed, uh, any suggestions to listeners? I mean, it's 20 years since we spent a ton of time hiking together. Um, I guess just any final thoughts? Raising kids, getting out? Um, I'll, I'll speak that's for a tough, That's a tough one. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's a far-ranging question there, but I'll, I'll talk for Susan here. She could maybe chime in and say just, you know, as far as ability to get out and be, do these trips, that she puts a lot of planning advanced planning into it so you know it's great to be kind of spontaneous and 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 get out and you know where we get you know pick something spur the moment but you know to really get some of these campsites or uh um yeah or or ferries or what have you i mean really you need to be i, I know a lot of these reservations open six months in advance and you need to kind of be on top of that and and susan puts a lot of research into Hey, what's the best campsite? Uh, to, to Susan, you could talk more about that. You know, to to really get these trips set up. Well, yeah, like that's fun for me <laughs> to to just sit there and try to figure out, you know, where we're going to camp and which is the the best campsite in the whole campground and that kind of thing. Um, although I would say, like with with kids, um, we did have to kind of switch our mindset um, because. I think when we were sort of doing more long distance backpacking, we were kind of a lot more goal oriented, um, you know, and I, you'd feel very satisfied in a, Hey, we did 14 miles today or whatever. Um, whereas with kids, it's, it's just different. You know, you, you really have to shift your focus um, and be, you know, definitely plan ahead so that you have somewhere to camp. Cause it's not fun, you know, driving around when it's getting dark, trying to find somewhere to camp or, worse trying to find something to eat um but you know with kids you just kind of have to to roll with what they're up for you know sometimes they're up for a good hike and sometimes you walk 15 feet and then they find a pile of sticks and they're they just want to sit there and play with those so 
you know, it's just kind of, um, you shift your focus a little bit, um, but then you, you sort of see, see things from their perspective and through their eyes. And so it's kind of, you know, just a different way to look at things. So. Yeah, agreed. I mean, kids definitely, they change everything. Um, I, you know, I think the other message is it's out there. Go get it, right? I mean, you know, what are you waiting for? I mean, we've got all these parks, and uh, you only got so much time. So I give you guys big credit for keeping it going because not all all the people I know that I've backpacked with over time have done it. So kudos to you. Thank you guys for being back on the show. I can't believe it's been 10 years. I, are you guys surprised this podcast is still going 10 years later? I'm, I'm impressed. I definitely. It's uh... – yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if I had any expectations when I started doing it. So, uh, but it still is, and we're overdue for a trip. I got to say that. With it, you know, we'll, we'll get another, we'll get out with you, Steve, and uh, we'll get another adventure going here that uh, we'll maybe talk to you about in a future uh, podcast. Yeah. Sounds great, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show tonight. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. You've been listening to the N2 Backpacking Podcast. This is your host, Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to the show, visit iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or your favorite podcast app. And give us a thumbs up or a positive comment while you're there. You can also stream shows directly from n2backpacking.com. Just click the podcast tab on the main menu. Music from the show was provided by Jerris under a Creative Commons license and is titled Hillbilly Anarchy. The show is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures, Inc. For more information on this podcast or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows, please visit us at n2backpacking.com. That's the letter N, the number 2, backpacking.com.